0: Episode 136. And welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Hey, we're close to my home today with a fine Italian songbird who comes by way of Toronto, Canada, then Brooklyn. But her latest digs now have her landed in a Big Apple, New York City. Yes, she studied at the prestigious and world famous Berklee College of Music, winner of six Toronto Music Awards with hundreds of song placements on both TV and in film. She has also shared the stage with Stevie Nicks, Edwin McCain, Kimberly Locke, and Jeffrey Gaines. Her accomplishments go on and on. So let's meet the young lady who is teaching us all about stacking the cool. It's Clara Lofaro. So you better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. We have got some great news for you. There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual, it's the truth unleashed, with scripture delivered by Chaplain Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth, and just in time. Behold, it's the brand new album from Mercy, titled I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, He preached. He healed. He suffered unimaginable torture and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home. Back to the throne. Victorious. It's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new album is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Just recorded in the Music City on the world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the album or pick up the actual CD copy of I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes and ears open for the live performance tour of Mercy coming soon. Featuring Come, Amen, Bless You, I'm afraid it is finished. And yes, the title track, I Am Victorious, available right now. Go to Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. I'm glad you're here. i am digging your music, as I was saying to you earlier. Um, man, you got a great history, and you are the poster child lady for all musicians who aspire to do really wonderful things. And I can tell you have put in the hard work and the tenacity and determination that it really takes to carve out a really great career. So I want to just acknowledge that at the beginning and congratulate you on that
1: Thanks so much, James. It,
0: it's work ethic, right? It's not just nobody comes up and just hands you something and says, hey, you're so great. Let me give you this, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. And I think that it's determination, too. Um, I think that, oh, sorry, you know what? I'm going to plug up my headphones in. I thought they ran. Um, it's Determination, too. I, I think talent can only take you so far. You really have to be determined. Um, when you're doing anything in life, but especially something creative, I think, right. you need to really have a lot of vision and, and determination for what you where you want to go and what you want to do with it.
0: So, yeah, for yeah. sure. So how did it start for you, Clara? Like when you were, were you a little girl when you got connected to music? Did it happen in your teenage years? Or when did it really, you know, the bug bite you and say, this is what I have to do?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to be really honest, James. I knew <laughs> I, you uh, would be. <laughs> yeah i um I've always been a very emotional person, also as a child, just really really happy and elated and jumping off the ceiling, or really sad and and uh, sensitive towards everything around me, Think, looking at the world.
0: So you're um, a cancer. I-
1: no, I'm
0: a Taurus. Oh, you're a Taurus? Okay.
1: i a Cancer. I love cancers.
0: <laughs> um, That's why you're on my show. I knew it. Are you, know? you a Cancer? Yes, I am. When's <laughs> your birthday? The 29th of June.
1: Oh, my yeah. mom's is the
0: 18th. Oh, okay.
1: But, but, but I really do love cancers. Yeah. A bit.
0: Uh, well, we got that same kind of thing that you got going on. It's yeah. like there's a lot of highs and lows, you know, mm. more so than in the in betweens, I think, you
2: know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, what happened for me was really, I, my parents, um, were immigrants from Italy and they, uh, I had a pretty strict upbringing and I wasn't like a kid that got exposed to a lot of the music that was on the radio and stuff, but at church there was music and it was mostly in Italian actually for the masses I went to with them. But I, I sang like so much at church. And then I started to, I started my own group at church. Um, I started to, to sing in harmony with these two other, uh, women who are older than me. I was a kid. Um, but I kind of got shoved in there because I was given a solo in the school choir. And I, I can't tell you music for me was what made me feel like, Oh, okay. I understand life now. And I understand myself and I have a voice and, and I feel connected and I feel alive. So that was like, it's really integral, I think, to who I am. And I, I just connected it in such a, in like, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's like, if I have green eyes, which I have green eyes, right? I, I have music. You know?
0: So how old were you when this happened? Like, and you knew it.
1: Um, uh, okay. Where, uh, I think I was 12.
0: Okay. 11
1: or 12. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Very, cool. That's the perfect age because, uh, you know, it's so real then too, because you're, you know, yeah. it, you're kind of changing and everything's changing in your world and everything you're getting, you know, you're getting into your teenage years. And so that was probably a really good time for that to happen to you.
2: Yeah. And yeah,
0: something all, about the church thing, right? I mean, that is yeah. just like, I've heard more people on that, um, <laughs> but but you know, like the Whitney Houstons of the world, they all right. were, they were all singing in like learning their chops and they yeah. went to school uh, in a way like you did. That's kind of like going to school in a way to learn to sing. And it
1: all is. And I guess you're right because when you're singing, you know, in church, it's like, you're singing from the heart. That's where it all has to come from. It's not even about really anything else. You're not attached to your ego. At least you're not, you know, when you're singing for a spiritual purpose, that's kind of what you focus on. And I can see how that's really good in developing a soulful sound. And right. yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, I think it's
0: time to break it in. What do you say we play one of your tracks? And sure. just, <laughs> yeah, this first one is called Meant to Be. So check out Clara. So tell me all about that one, Clara. How What was meant to be? Tell me all about it.
1: Uh, okay. Um, well, um, I I think that we all kind of have, you know, we can connect, connect it to what we were saying before. If we can get all the voices that we've grabbed onto or held onto throughout our lives out of our heads and get our ego out of our head, um, there's like that, that special person that we're all, uniquely meant to be, you know? Um, And, and that song is really about Letting go of all our insecurities, letting go of the ego, letting go of what people tell us, you know, and and really just those th- that feeling when you are just feeling so free and connected and when you're with those friends or those people who totally get you and you're you feel like you, you're on top of the world and, and you're not alone in the world and all that good stuff. So right. really, that, that's what that song is about, is just being totally freely and beautifully who you are without question and without apology.
0: You know. You know I I think it's so cool. I have this um I have this uh almost like I don't want to say attraction to you, but it's it's kind of like I feel like we we're kindred spirits somewhere because probably because my two sons are half Italian. Maybe oh. that's why.
2: I, <laughs> okay.
0: And um yeah. uh so your parents were Italian immigrants. So that means you have family in Italy? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Do you speak Italian? I do. Do you really? Oh, awesome! Yeah. So that's probably why I have to, I have to <laughs> learn Italian. Been looking for somebody to speak it with. So, so have you gotten back to the old country and and you know visited with people and you know relatives and all that?
1: That's very ironic that you should ask that, because I I had gone when I was eight years old with my family. My dad uh, had us touring all over um, in a car, like he wanted to show us the whole country, Um, but I haven't gone back since then, and I'm going in literally four days um, on my first tour in Europe, and we're starting out in Italy. We're doing um, Torino, Roma, Rome, and Firenze, Florence, as well as Puglia. Um, which is in the south. So and you
0: speak it um, like a true Italian. Yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm so excited. See, that's um,
0: what I was picking up on. I think okay, there's yeah. something going on here, you know, because it it is yeah. really isn't isn't it like the most romantic language ever? It's so
1: beautiful. It, it's
0: really and it's, amazing. Yeah.
1: And Italians put passion into everything they do, pretty much in a good way and in a bad way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, the arguments are hysterical. It's you know.
1: Exact, you know. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, so your mom and dad, do they live in the city?
1: They don't. I grew up in Toronto, Canada. Oh, that's
0: right. That's right. I read that. My
1: family is in Canada, um, in Toronto. Okay. uh, immediate family. So I try to get out there a lot, um, but, um, and they come visit too. uh, But yeah, in New York, I'm, I've got a great music community, but all my family is back home.
0: So how did it, how did it come to be that, um, you ended up, you know, you grew up in Toronto and then music, how did the, um, the big apple pull you in? What, what happened that, you know, what was the attraction initially for you? Was it school or how did you end up?
1: It down kind here? of was, I, I got a scholarship to Berkeley college of music in Boston right out of high school. And, wow. uh I started to travel to New York on this jitney bus out from from Chinatown that left like it was basically a little tiny van that we all squished together and um, it would leave uh, like for ten bucks that you could take it for ten bucks right each direction so I would come to New York and um, I was playing all over Boston and um, I loved it instantly like you could just go it just amazed me you would see famous um, artists um, playing these secret shows or in these basement, you know, venues and all these amazing musicians, any kind of music you wanted to see anyone, any kind of musician you wanted to collaborate with. I was totally inspired and I, I actually, uh, partly financial and partly cause I just wanted to get to New York. I, I did the four year degree in like just over two years, um, wow. and I, and I came to New York right away. So.
0: Determined girl, right?
1: Yeah. Nobody's <laughs>
0: stopping you, Clara.
1: <laughs> that's what my dad says, yeah. <laughs> you got it going
0: on. Well, that's what you need. You need the drive. And oh, by the way, I wanted to say that um I was reading a little bit about, you know, influences and people who you um who you listen to a lot and kind of helped to define your sound. And one that jumped right up was Annie Lennox and and that's oh, what I got God. when I saw your photos and listen to your music it's it's kind of like um you have the independent spirit going on you have that mm-hmm. I know who I am I don't even have to say anything you know it's kind of like there's no there's no discussion about it there's no you know there's nothing um that's kind of wishy-washy at all it's like it kind of get you right away so tell us about that experience as you started listening to people who kind of like resonated with you. When did the wheels start to spin and say, hey, this is something that's I'm getting pulled in towards? Do you remember those moments?
1: I do. I remember artists that did that for me. And they were always kind of artists that, if I really think about it, um, that went became in the pop spectrum, but weren't your stereotypical... Not to put a, I'm not, I don't mean to put a bad spin on uh, like very straightforward pop, but like they were kind of artists who had something a bit unique about them. People like Annie Lennox and Sinead O'Connor. I remember Tracy Chapman blew me away. She sounded like a man to me and she yeah. just sat there in front of the screen singing her song, uh, Fast Car. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I wanted, I watched it over and over and over again. And um, these kind of rich, uh, deep, passionate, almost broken voices. Sarah McLaughlin being Canadian, was a was a huge one for me too. Um, and and they kind of used different parts of their voice. They um, it, it was like this imperfect beauty to me. Right. Um, and I never saw myself, and I didn't have the kind of upbringing to be like uh, you know, like airbrushed, like like you know, pop music kind of seems, You know, right. I wanted to be able to touch the people, and I wanted to feel it in the lyrics. And um, the, also those artists, the lyrics are just amazing. I, and, um, and they care about the world too and people and, and about um, and also just about you know making soulful, great music. So uh, I kind of resonated with artists like that because I, I felt like again, I wasn't alone. I could see myself and understand myself better through them and their lyrics and their songs. And I think that that's what people love about. That's how people do fall in love with an artist and in love with music is because somehow it's put into song things that that you you sometimes can't say. And you want to know that you're not the only one in the world feeling that way or, or, or feeling that joy or pain or, you know, um, so that's kind of what connected me.
0: Yeah. Um, Annie Lennox is like, she's really amazing, you know, and, uh, yeah. y- your, your spirit reminds me of her. So, so you, you got inspired by these people who are really, really true, true grit artists, I call them. And, uh, one of the things I love about, um, about creating art, like musical art is, um, the poetry facet of it. It's like, it's almost like it's, To me, it's a little incomplete without that component, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. it draws you in and you seem to have that. You seem to have the ability to use your paintbrush is your melody, you know, and your landscape is your piano, perhaps, you know, is that your main instrument, piano?
2: Yep yeah
0: yeah, really, really great. And really dug the video, which we're going to play in a moment too. So, um, so tell us a little bit about the touring thing. I mean, you've been you've been around doing gigs like you you have such an unbelievable resume. You have um that thing you did with uh, the Disney. Tell us about that. what How did okay. you get that gig? That was wild.
1: <laughs> that really was wild because you know, you as a musician know this too. you You do a lot every single day um to try to connect with your music and to book gigs and to, there's just so many different avenues of it. Um and that then there's once in a while <laughs> these things that just appear and you get that phone call and um suddenly you're on, you know, the Super Bowl commercial.
2: Wow. Um, that's but, something else.
1: Yeah, it was this private audition um and I literally went in. This is what happened. I went in um And I I sang it maybe two or three times. They recorded me. It was in a studio, live doing it. Um, I sang it once, and he said, "Oh, I love that. Uh, Change this. Did it." And and then, literally in and out 15 minutes, they seemed very happy. So I left, and I thought, "Wow, that went really well. I could use a break right now. Life's been hard. This is great." Right. And then I never heard back. And then a year goes by, and it's like. Two days before the Super Bowl, it was the Friday or something before the next year's Super Bowl. And they said, okay, we need you to come into the studio right away and sign some paperwork. They're using your voice. They went to Prague, they recorded a symphony. Um, they're using your voice for the Super Bowl this year, so you need to sign the paperwork. Um, <laughs> so that that's how it happened. And then they used it the next year as well. Um, so, so wait,
0: the two days before was not for that Super Bowl, but the next come the year coming it up. It was
1: the year later. So oh, okay, I right. The audition, thinking, wow, I have a good feeling about this. That felt really good, which yeah. is not something that happens every day right. you know, in auditions. Um, but then didn't hear back at all, and that, and you know just let it go. But the next year is when I got the call that they had used my my demo, basically my audition vocal. Um,
0: well, you know, one of the things that happened there was, as my producer in Nashville, Kim Copeland, always says, it's the uh-huh. ones who show up. And you showed up and you, you know, you went out and you made yourself available and did the work to show up. And, and uh-huh. really, that's, you know, again, I, I just so admire that. Hey, I okay. think it's time for another one. It's time to go to the other side. Oh, Here yeah. we go. <laughs> this could
3: be. Bad. This could be the best I've ever had. Before I blame it's a long. the
0: other side. So tell us, tell us how did the other side come about, Clara?
1: Um, I, I wrote that song with, speaking of Nashville, um, my friend Craig Wilson, who moved from New York to Nashville. Um, and uh, we do a, a lot of writing together. And Craig's an awesome writer. Um, he, he it was his idea originally. And but he's also really good at tapping into the artist he writes with. Okay. And kind of what what I was looking for at the time, and I this EP for me, this new EP push is really about. Um, and I realized recently, my music is kind of like if I think of, of the the force behind my motivation is um, or the motivation behind my music, it's to embrace and empower. It's to embrace where, and that's to show people they're not alone, and then empower to just like make help us find that you know love ourselves and love each other. Um, so. Other side is really about when you're in the thick of it, you don't know. You're making choices. You're following your gut. You're in the thick of it. You don't know where you're going to end up, but but it's like, come on, let's go there anyway. Let's do this.
2: Right,
0: right.
1: Nothing's going to stop us now. You know. Right. So
0: So tell us about bring us into the studio with with how you put your music together. Can you share that with us? Do you have a, a producer you work with? How do you get your music once you create it? Like, what's the next step for you?
1: Gotcha. Um, I've worked with a lot of different producers, even on this single EP. Uh, there's a few different producers on it. There's about five, actually. Um, each song is a, a, a has a little bit of a different influence and producer involvement. Um, for my next album, I, I really have a vision of getting into, like, in the around the winter time after my touring is done, getting into a cabin and and making that album. You know, maybe kind of Nashville style, but you know my own style, where I, I have my favorite um, musicians in there with me, and we record a full album, kind of in the same place and vibe. This, oftentimes, because I also write for placements and for other artists, um, I I will do like a song with a producer, and we'll work it out, and then I'll do another song, and you know, um, so right. um, this album was kind of like that. It was. Um, I, I did some in a studio in Manhattan, some um, in Queens, <laughs> uh, some in Brooklyn. Yeah, Keeping I, I it New York, like, girl. <laughs> it, I, yeah, it's pretty New York-y, this album. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you can't leave because of the pizza. And the, and the, you know, and the peanuts, you know, the peanuts I in Manhattan. I don't know what <laughs>
1: on that one. My mom makes
3: really good pizza.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking to an Italian girl. Yeah, you guys got it all down, you know, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's one thing.
0: I had a friend of mine come in from the West and he's, and we met like one day and was discussing music business. And, uh, and I said, well, do you want to get on the road right now? He goes, I didn't come all the way to Jersey without having that pizza, man. He goes, I can't, uh-huh. can't get that kind of pizza out West, you know. <laughs> right. totally. Something about the Northeast and pizza, you know. You know, before this interview is over, I am definitely going to get some free Italian lessons from Clara. Right back to the interview after this. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the FilmOn.com IPTV network. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio TV shows and podcasts. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. Yeah so so that's really cool that you are able to embrace the talents of other producers cuz I think you get a different spin every time right
2: Yeah 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 and different yeah.
0: influences so your music is always like gyrating and moving into ways I bet you never imagined
1: Yes that's for sure true
0: Yeah that's the best I think the surprises are the best part of it because you know you go into the studio and you like sometimes you just have like you know, unbeknownst to you, this preconceived notion pops into your head. It's like, I think it's going to sound like this. And it never does. It's always like, wow, this is better. This is so much better. You know, I never dreamed it would be like this. So do you want to share, um, a couple of names with, with us or like, Oh sure. Yeah. That's the
1: the beauty of collaboration. I was going to say that, that, yeah, you, you really, um,
0: And most musicians are, are, or most producers are musicians anyway, or, or, you know, so that's like the best part of that, right? They understand your world.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah, So the, so producers, um, it was just so much to mention uh, on the title track push. Um, I did it with my bassist, uh, Jordan Scanella, um, amazing musician. And, um, and then Josh Sadlier Brown is a Canadian producer actually came on board, um, and, and also contributed to the production on that song. Josh also kind of oversaw a lot of songs on the album. So he produced, put on a show, um, and um, he did Born to Love You. But I had also produced some of, uh, w- worked on some of "Born to, the original Born to Love You version, uh, which is called B2LU on this EP in Germany. I recorded it in Germany with a producer, Christian Lohr. So it's kind of both of their influences there. Right. Um, other side was by Bart Meigel um, and um, David Veslaki, uh, meant to be <laughs> David Cirullo and Bart Michael. So as you can see, and then I Wanted It All, which is just the live, like, you know, the acoustic piano ballad. Um, that was me and Scott Chaslin on this piano, actually, uh, recorded, that was a home recording, um, just a very um, intimate and real. Is,
0: in is that, that's not an upright grand, is it? It's
1: um, the, the, No, it's, it's a baby it's, grand.
0: Oh, it's a baby. Oh, wow. I didn't see the back of it. Nice. A Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome uh, studio decor you brought in for this broadcast. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) You just hustled that piano in for for this show, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, you uh,
1: you know, maybe I'll play a few notes on it later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You could do that. You know, Um, hey, tell us about touring. Like, tell us about the experience for you personally. Um, do you like travel, touring, um, the whole scene, that whole de- deal?
1: You know, I have to tell you, I, I love touring. Um, it's harder, everything that comes before it, all the promotion and all the booking and all that is, um, I think when a lot of, when people think of being a music artist um, or musician, they, they don't understand kind of the work that goes around it. And it's kind of like, oh, you just show up and play, right? You don't have to do anything to, and right. there's so much in my everyday um, to make what happens happen uh, between the business and the practice and the rehearsing and the arranging and the writing and the, um, my head is spinning, just thinking about, you know, about it. Um, but when you're on the road, on the other hand, you're really focusing just on those shows, doing your very best, keeping yourself healthy. That's what I do. Um, and, and, you know, connecting with fans, letting people know the the next place you're going, like it's such a focused thing. And I actually feel so free and wonderful to be able to just do my art and focus on that, do my work, my art, however you want to call it and not have to like get a little bit of break from all the extra business stuff and the extra stuff that I have to deal with on a daily basis. So,
0: so do you feel like the, a switch happens? Like when you, all of a sudden you're on the road, it's like, Wow, I've just disconnected from my other life completely, and you know, I'm doing this yeah. now.
2: Yeah, because you
1: put so much work into making that happen, and then when you're there, you want to make it the most effective, wonderful, beautiful experience for everyone, and you want to put on your best performance. And to do that, you know, as you know, again with um, with the Dharmic evolution, it's it's like you really have to evolve and plant yourself. And I meditate too. I'm and and just like. Put yourself. Be very, very present. If you want to have a good performance, you have to be very
2: present. So. Right.
0: So I suspect you practice self observation. Yes. And self awareness. Yeah. 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 I'm big on that stuff. I've been been doing that for years. It's so important though when people um, embrace that and realize how powerful it is for you. Um, it enhances your life in such a great way. Yeah. You also mentioned you take care of yourself health-wise. Does that include workout or what exactly is that? Eating right, the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I, I, try, to, I try to run in every uh, city I go to, uh-huh. kind of like do, a, do that. I do yoga. Um, I do my vocal exercises and I have my rituals for that because I do a lot. I sing very high. I have a a, a very high belt. I've heard
2: that. Yes.
1: um, (laughs) So in order to keep my voice healthy, especially when you're doing long sets and stuff and you're traveling from place to another and you're not always sleeping, you know, the the most comfortable way I have to really, um, you know, rest my voice and also do my warm ups and avoid certain foods and, um, alcohol and stuff. And, but yeah, I, I try to, because you're also sitting and traveling for a long time, I think between the, uh, running also running connects me to the place I'm in. So when I get to a city, if I can just go for a jog and breathe in the air and kind of plant myself there, you know, it, it also helps me to connect in that way. Um, and then the yoga is really good for stretching things out and, and
0: just, so you're very disciplined Yeah. Yeah, you have to be that way, right? Because the road can be like just a cruel commander, if you will. I mean it's like It's
2: true. You know know, right? You're eating crappy
0: food and just because it's like, Oh well it's there and I'll just eat it, you know. So
1: Yeah that's the thing I think that the the uh, the other um experience I've had when I don't do those things because you're also you have to think you do the show and then you're in a club with alcohol it's very loud usually afterwards uh, music is probably playing in the background everybody wants to talk to you and you end up hoarse at the end of the night a right. lot of the time so yeah. The opposite of not taking care of yourself and eating all the junk and just going with it and doing a lot of drinking and stuff for me is that I lose my voice halfway through it. Yeah. And I, just, I, I didn't do all this work to lose my voice halfway through it. <laughs>
0: so let me I, ask you this, yeah. I got a couple of things. First of all, yoga is the, I do four four times a week at least for 12 years now, I've been doing hot yoga. I did Bikram for six years i do vinyasa um i'm going in the city in a couple of next week and i'll be in on the upper east side i'll be hitting the bikram studio but one of the things that i always had a challenge with is you know getting up and i'm one of these like i start really slow but once i'm warmed up i can sing five sets i can just keep going and going but what i what i have a challenge with is speaking to people in a loud club i'll lose my voice from the screaming yeah. So it's so weird because when you're singing, you have more, you're controlling everything you're doing. But when you're just trying to converse, I guess, cause you're on one wavelength and you just oh, yeah. burn out, you know?
1: It's true. And I, when I can, I try to change the setting. Like if I really feel like it's not conducive for speaking and I can say there's a back room or let's go outside. I will literally like yeah. at a certain point, I'll say, Hey, it's nice out. Let's go talk on the sidewalk, you know? Right. Um, right. Um, I, I think it's, it's necessary and you're right because you also physically don't notice when there's loud music going, you don't notice how much you're pushing or, and I'll, and I'll also do things where I'll hopefully, you know, <laughs> they're not offended by it, but I'll speak in people's ears instead of, you know, sh- shouting at them straight on.
0: Well, so. I, I, I'm starting a clinic for that. Cause I, I've made that observation for a long time. And I say, mm-hmm people do not know how to communicate to somebody in a loud club. They go up to right. them and they scream in their yeah. ear because they can't hear themselves. Right. And right. I'm always like teaching somebody, I'm going, no, no, you just have to whisper in my ear because your voice is right here. Your right. lips are right, right. next So you. Yeah. So you're shredding my ear worse than the band. Is. <laughs> totally.
1: Totally. Yeah. If you get close enough, you can just speak to someone and they should be able to hear you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people but don't get that. You hey, also te-
1: don't want to get close to every single person either. So.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's when you start signing. Even if you don't know, right. like you just like just go away, you know, it's like one of yeah. those. Hey, yeah. tell me about um social media. Are you, um? I think I connected to you on, I think I connected to you on Instagram today, but um, obviously you're doing social media. What are your favorite platforms? What do you find is
1: your jam? I really like, um Instagram. I'd say Facebook comes second because you get to create events and, and communicate in a way that you can't communicate on Instagram. Right. But I love how visual Instagram is. And I I just have found that I connect best. Like I um, sometimes uh, when I wake up I'll have like I'll set a certain amount of time to connect because I can't I, I like to focus on what I'm doing. So I, I don't I'm not constantly online on social media.
2: I'll right.
1: schedule a time kind of early in the day and later in the day, if I can check back in, sometimes it's just once a day. Um, but, um, it's really encouraging. I have to say when you share a video or, or a picture on Instagram and I've just connected with some amazing people and they say such wonderful, encouraging things. And, you know, you never know what I'm dealing with in that moment when I'm, um, what part of the tour fell through or what, and then you have these people saying, Oh my God, I love your voice or this or that, or this lyric makes me feel this. I can't tell you how I'm connecting to this. And, and I, it's, it's, so encouraging, it's so wonderful when you know it kind of gives you a sense of purpose when you know, okay, you know I'm not just doing this for myself people people are digging this and and um, when I share this, it also you know is it brings someone else joy. so um, Instagram is kind of the my jam if you want if I had to pick one right um, and then Facebook comes second. I'm not really a Twitter person. I'm not right. Add yeah, into that. Right. I
0: have a Twitter account. I never look at it. It's like, yeah, me too. But, but I have people helping me with that, which kind of takes care of that. But I do right. personally do the Instagram because I feel most of the people that do that we do are on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I, I connect with so many musicians there that I feel like it's, it's a very relevant and necessary almost platform and Facebook, of course, too, because right. I get to check in on family and friends and, you know, right. this, you know, yeah. ho- hopefully I stay away from the political content. there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but right. I, you yeah. know, that's like, that's like kryptonite to me. I stay away from that. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me what is big for you this year? What's going on that, that you're most excited about looking forward? to um we're still early in 2017 um what are you most excited about looking forward
1: um i'm very very excited about my first european tour that's coming up in a few days yeah. um that's a that's a big uh leaps and step for me and i've been really enjoying working with um angelina out of germany um who's kind of managing and and booking and all that and um so I, I just it feels right, you know. I I love culture. I love learning about other cultures. I love that I'm going to Italy as well, um, which is part of my roots. Um, and I, I'm just excited about that experience because every time you travel somewhere new, you and you connect with people from that area, it's like you learn so much. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just like oh, wow, um, they resonate in this way and, and they like that kind of thing. Here in New York, they like this kind of thing. And, you know, it's really different. People are just different around the world and I love learning about people. So I'm excited about this new touring chapter, adding Europe to the to the bag. And, yeah, it must be um, so
0: exciting because you're going home too, which is kind of nice yeah. too. It's kicking off yeah. there. It's really great. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, I want to play, Um, this is yep. going really fast, but it's time to play <laughs> the title track, this video. Okay. I really love this because you're... Playing piano on this, I think, if I remember correct. And this is called push the official music video. Here we go. I pushed you,
3: baby, too far. Pushed you away to the left to scar. Wonder why you didn't stay. I wonder if you'll be back someday. I
0: so what a video this is i love it on the rooftop here you got everything about you clara packaged into this video which which i love you know you've got the the, you know the piano's there you're writing you're doing your jam so tell us about the making of this and actually writing the song tell us about what push is all about
2: (laughs)
1: oh okay um well, um, as for the song, I, I'm pretty good at finishing songs that I start and getting them recorded. Um, I wasn't so good at that with this song. I wrote this song uh, a few years ago. Um, it was New Year's Eve. I had just moved into my basement apartment in Brooklyn after a pretty significant breakup. Okay. Um, and I was sitting on my bed um, on New Year's Eve, pretty bummed out, and I wrote, The lyrics and melody to push it was kind of you know as you said earlier it was kind of a poem song at the time yeah um that's kind of how i wrote that one and then i got with jordan um who's the co-writer and producer and my bassist as i mentioned earlier and uh put the music to it that's just how it happened um uh oftentimes i do the music myself but this time i just was so i had written it in a certain way as a poem song and i just I don't know. I wanted to share it with him, and we did that. And then never did anything with the song. (laughs) (laughs) Just sat there. And then um I just really felt a calling to finish this song for the CP. So we he he actually had started to get into production stuff at that point. So we started to produce it together in that apartment where the video is filmed. Um and then um and then we got together with Josh Sadlier Brown to to finish it. But the video Uh, we filmed in the same apartment that we produced it and recorded it in. So um, that's Jordan's apartment. I was actually um, living there as his roommate uh, for the past year, and that was my piano in there, uh, in the video. Uh, It's still there. (laughs) It's too hard to move a piano, so I've moved, but the piano's still there. And yeah, yeah, we just decided to make a really... uh, Because the song is so innocent, vulnerable, uh, fragile, and sincere, like it's, uh, we wanted to make a video that felt very homemade too. And it kind of reflects my story about, you know, living in Brooklyn and since I moved here and kind of having it, most of the songs I've written in a while have been in Brooklyn. So right. we kind of wanted to represent that. Um, and so, and I was moving out of Brooklyn, that was the plan. So I, I wanted to kind of, it was this like farewell for me.
2: Yeah. You
0: know? Let so, me ask you about writing. When you're, since you're a pianist, um, and a very good gifted one i could tell um do you have an ancillary method do you pick up a guitar do you just sit with a pad and write like what's your what's your preferred method of creating songs
1: um okay um i i started out when you mentioned poetry earlier when i was a kid i i had my first poem published when i was 12 and i was like writing poetry i thought of myself as a writer so it really depends on where it's coming from for me. I love just sitting at the piano and sometimes I'll just be playing and something will happen and I will write a song that way. Um, Other times um, I I don't have access to an instrument and I'm, but I'm feeling something and I want to start writing. So I'll start writing the melody and lyrics. Um, It doesn't really work for me. Most of the time when I just write lyrics, when it's not connected to a melody Right. Um, it's hard to then transfer it in a, in a way that feels like it sticks. Um, and then sometimes, I have written a few songs on guitar. Sometimes it'll be with the guitar. I don't feel as free on the guitar because I'm not as, as great of a guitar player. Right. Um, but I can write on it. Um, so um, it's really it really depends on the song. But I'd say most of the time it's either at the piano with my little notepad. I do like to write um, instead of type write stuff out um or my writing book um or it's just the lyrics and the melody and really because i i really believe in strong melodies and lyrics and hooks and um not in a formulaic way but in a if if i can if this can stick i kind of believe that in every part of the music like if it feels good and you remember it and it feels special on its own, whether it's a, an instrumental theme or whether it's a melody and a lyric and how that works together, how the word sings and how it just comes out. Um, I, I think that those are all really important elements of songwriting, the instinctive part, you know, as well. Just, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I, you just mentioned something about writing too, which I really... Um, I, it's a favorite of mine too is to actually push the pen don't be afraid to take out no. you know and I have notebooks everywhere like i'm yeah. up, like they're in they're in my car, <laughs> they're all over my desk, they're up in you know next to my bed, and okay. I don't go anywhere without a notebook I'm always writing, and I think there's something um that is lost on, uh, you know, just typing all the time. Yeah, it's convenient, and maybe it's a little bit more in the in the way of organization and everything, but um, people should not, you know, discount the power of what happens to you uh, psychologically and how it connects to your brain when you actually physically, you know, write, you know, with a pen yeah. or a pencil, you know? So, so that's mm-hmm. great that you're doing that. You're, you're, yeah. you're a true traditionalist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: thanks.
0: You want to play a few notes on the piano for us? Oh. You feel brave? Go ahead. Give us a couple bars.
2: Oh, I yeah. don't know. What do you want me to play? Just any,
0: whatever's on your mind. You can just jam something out, you know, anything.
2: Um,
1: I have this new song. I don't even know if I'm there. Am I? You're
0: there. It? Yeah, we got you.
1: It, it's hard to do this with, I'm going to take one ear off because I okay. can't reach okay. the piano. Um I have this new song called I'm Gonna Live that I've been working on. I haven't recorded it or anything, but. Cool. I can play a bit of that.
2: Yeah. Till it's all
3: forgotten, I won't quit already lost it all,
1: around a thousand times. I'm smiling through the wreckage, gracefully falling through the air.
2: i a story oh.
1: That's something
0: like that. That was great. I mean, hold on, I don't
4: hear you. Everybody's I know. On.
0: We lost the headset for those for those of you who are on the podcast Wait, feed. What did he say? Now I'm just telling people that for those who are on the podcast feed, that <laughs> Clara <laughs> lost her headset. You know, halfway through that. But I'll tell you what, the, the modulation was great. It still sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> great song what's the title of that song
1: it's it's good it's gonna be called I'm gonna live
0: I'm gonna live I, I loved it it was um, really really good and uh yeah. and thank you for being such an improv that was really awesome <laughs> we had no idea we were gonna do this but we we had to throw it in there so
2: okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah. so how long have you been working on this, Is this very fresh really new or
1: yeah it's really oh. fresh um I started to write this uh this song poem again uh When I moved to Manhattan, one of the things that happened was, um, that the people below us don't, um, the piano is too powerful for them or whatever, and they're not into music. So that's really, (laughs) well, it's not good. It was really hard for me. Oh man. So I started to write this song, uh, poem, which I haven't put to piano yet called, I don't know if it's going to be called hole in the floor or, um, secret seed, um, I
0: like Secret Seed that's really pretty cool yeah I could
1: sing you a few parts of that but we probably don't have time for it
0: well I want to get this other one in because (laughs) yeah this is is one we gotta we gotta play this one because this I really love this one it's called I Wanted It All here we go with Clara check this out
3: Depression. I had an addiction To the way you trapped me You're ugly to me now You are of for sorry. There is nothing real to what we are You're mighty on your stilts. You balance on your lies When I hold you to the light You're fighting for your life And now that it's gone I can't forget that it made me high, high as I could get. I wanted it all, could it handle this. I wanted the free fall into hell. to rescue from the hell that I was living You fit the memory of the one I had to win But all that was good was an amazing life Obsessed with the light You couldn't let it shine Your venom's pouring out I catch it as it drowns I'd rather take a fall than feel you crushing down You took it way too far, but not for long Cause you're a criminal and my will is strong I had more Than I thought
2: I had And
3: now that it's gone I can't forget that it made me high, high as I can get, high as I can get, high as I can get, high as I can get.
0: So I wanted it all, and who doesn't, Clara? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that one.
1: Um, yeah, it's a good hook for that reason, right? Because we can all definitely relate to that. I wanted it all.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, that was definitely. A, a <sighs> sometimes it's we don't see. Yeah, sometimes we don't see what's right in front of us because we think that we need something else you know, right. we want, we want it all, but actually we have it all if yeah. we could connect, um, to the people in our lives and to, to who we are and what we're doing. And, um, that was, you know, a pretty big mistake I had made. I think, um, I, I went on and sometimes, you know, you go on this, um, you go on this adrenaline rush in, in romance,
5: right. you know, yeah. and,
1: um also in other things and you know life music all kinds of stuff but you go on this in your dreams sometimes you go on this adrenaline rush and you think it's good for you but you there's usually a crash after that rush if it's not a healthy situation and that's what that was it was um um it was pretty unhealthy
0: (laughs) but you know what some of us make those mistakes like two and three times you know, over and over again. <laughs> oh,
1: wait a minute. you not a little So,
0: yet. you know, and it's like, wait a minute, when am I going to learn this? Like for, for the final time, you know? And it's like, you know, God leaves the breadcrumb trail for us. And sometimes we just don't, we don't follow it. We just, you know, we follow oh, our goodness. own. Yes. Yeah. We
2: want,
1: we want to stay in that pattern where we do make those same mistakes again and again. And um, the challenging part is like you said, checking in with yourself and being able to know when the rush is a healthy, good thing, And, and when it's like, no, that's going to crash and burn. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I think a lot of us do that, like, um, have a habit of attracting the wrong people into your life. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's not, you know, you don't assess it as, is this good for me? You assess it subconsciously as this is familiarity, Mm. which is very different. But so you would, you know, you, you don't make the, the distinction in your mind. So all of a sudden you're Uh uh-oh, I've done this again, you know?
1: (laughs) And you know what else? It's that um, when I wrote that song, it was also this frustration of feeling, damn it, am I here again? Yeah. Like, I I was so tired of feeling misunderstood. Um, Right. But then, you know, if you don't come back, if you just point the finger outward, you don't get anywhere. So it's like, well, of course, you know, if you're choosing the wrong people, and if it's wrong person and wrong situation, if you're not honoring yourself and then you're going to be misunderstood because right. it's not the right situation for you. Yeah. Um, and, and so that was a, a big lesson. Like so I was kind of like, you know, after the pain in within the pain, just like, man, I've, I've got to learn from this this time. I can't do this again. Right. But
0: you, but, but you do feel that cathartic, uh, exercise is so valuable, right? Like once you, once you put into a song, there's a certain amount of tension and pain that releases from your body and say,
1: wow, I can move on. Yeah. Like you really just connect and let it flow through you. It's not even totally coming. And you're like, write the song. And then at the end, it's just like, oh my God, the, the, the pain is, is gone from my chest. I can,
0: Right,
2: can breathe can take again a big breath. right, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you can just
0: go into downward dog dog with complete disregard <laughs> to everybody I'm fine i I'm in church, but I'm in downward dog, I don't care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so this went really, really too fast, but we got to wrap up now. So oh. listen, we're going to put all of your social links in the show notes so people can click on and, and get to your your brands and support you socially. But give us your website so we can support you, purchase your music and know everything about Clara.
1: Great. Okay, it's um So to spell Lofaro, L-O-F like Frank, A-R-O. Um, And yeah, you can see everything on there, my bio, videos, when I'm playing next. Uh, Join the mailing list and you get a free download actually on my website, so.
0: Excellent, this was really, really awesome. What a surprise this week. We got through the technology issues, we slayed it, yes indeed. (laughs) Clara, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. I wish you all the success in Italy, your tour and the
1: world. Oh, I appreciate it, same with you. Thank you so much,
5: James. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. By Geography of the Soul Today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes. CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, the beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor.
0: Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Meant to be, other side, push, I wanted it all an artist that has total commitment to her art. She has done so much in her short life, love the stories and a pleasure to get to know all about Clara and her musical world. Hey, you can check out Clara on the Dharmic evolution website now being downloaded and listened to in countries all around the world. And we're just beginning to crank things up. We're now in 65 countries. Hey, you should head over to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community. If you have not been posting on there, you should be. Lots of artists around the world are starting to post musical content on there, and we welcome you to do the same. Yes, and it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Hey, the agency website is up and running. No matter where you are in your career, we have packages to enhance and broadcast your global career today. Stop by and visit the site to find out about all of the awesome packages we have designed and developed to broadcast your global career. Do you need funding on your next album project? Well, get over to the JamesO'ConnorAgency.com. Find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either
4: see you on the socials or I'll see you on TV. So you like my humor, my passion and intellect, positive social grace and confidence. I communicate like a five-star general with grand command. And the way you look at me, hey, darling, I'm in demand. You told me that you just read my book, I am. What's it called? Let's have a look You laughed and you said It's not your heart that's up for play today So I stood up straight and turned 51 shades of gray You pulled off my shirt, and with a trembling voice, I clearly heard you say, I'm dying for you to turn 51 shades of gray.